In this bulletin, Aboriginal band of musicians, Wampari Band, set to be immortalised with theatre show of their story to take the stage. New reports reveal fewer than one in four GP clinics are using bulk billing for patients, raising the out-of-pocket costs for those seeking healthcare. New South Wales Police intercepted nine packages containing 59 live reptiles bound for Hong Kong. Rehearsals are underway for an upcoming rock theatre show honouring the legend of Australia's Wampere Band, who made history as the first rock band to sing in Aboriginal languages. Letitia musician Jason Butcher is rehearsing to tell his story, his father's story, and says practising his father's songs is an emotional experience. Jason's father, Sammy Butcher, was one of the band's founders and now helps younger members of the community make and record music. He is the Northern Territory nominee for the 2024 Australian of the Year Award. Wampari was formed in 1980 and wrote iconic Australian songs like Blackfella, Whitefella and My Island Home. And my island home, my island home, my island home is waiting for me. Ilbajiri Theatre Company, Rachel Maza says the show is what Australia needs after the failure of this year's voice referendum. The show, titled Big Name No Blankets, will premiere at a Sydney festival between January 10th and 14th. Western Australia's hardwood timber industry is in limbo as it awaits the approval of environmental assessment of alumna mining giant Alcoa. The US-listed mining company has plans to clear part of the state's forest in Western Australia, which the state's hardwood timber industry is hoping will supply logs for timber supplies. However, the plan is to be closely examined by environmental regulators after the recent state ban on commercial logging of native hardwood came into effect. The Environmental Protection Authority says it will carefully scrutinise the impact of Alcoa's proposed activities and in the meantime will allow Alcoa to operate under strict conditions. The Forest Industries Federation say they expect around 10,000 tonnes of logs to be provided per annum under these conditions. But the ban is causing concerns about where the long-time timber supply will come from. Eight people are in critical condition in hospital after suspected drug overdoses at a rave in Melbourne. The overdoses are prompting calls for pill testing facilities in Victoria, as well as better drug education. Paramedics on scene at the Hard Mission Festival in Flemington treated the eight before they were sent to hospital. The drugs involved are believed to be MDMA derivatives. A Victorian government spokesperson has said there are no current plans in place to trial pill testing in the state. New government data has found that wages 
have increased at their fastest rate in over a decade. Wages in all brackets, except for the highest, have recorded their largest quarterly growth since 2009, with aggravated, aggregated wages increasing 4% in the year to September 2023. Treasurer Jim Chalmers said the growth to the government's policies after what he describes as a decade of deliberate wage stagnation under the coalition. However, real wage growth is still being challenged by inflation, with the consumer price index still at 5%. The government says the wage growth has been contributed by the federally funded pay rise for aged care workers in June to. 2023. A new report reveals fewer than one in four GP clinics will bulk bill every patient who walks through the door. By bulk billing, doctors bill Medicare instead of the patient, so there is no out-of-pocket cost for visits to the doctor. A total of 514 clinics across Australia that bulk billed all patients at the start of the year has stopped by November 2023. Online healthcare directory Clean Bill contacted more than 6,800 clinics across Australia for its report, finding that national bulk billing rate for doctors accepting new patients now sits at 24.2%. Average out-of-pocket costs for GP visits are highest in New South Wales, ACT and Tasmania. Flood warnings are in place for parts of Victoria as severe thunderstorms impact the state. Victorian State Emergency Service personnel responded to hundreds of requests for help over the weekend, with at least 53 flood-related rescues. Michael Efron from Bureau of Meteorology says the severe weather will continue on through Monday. And given the amount of moisture in the atmosphere, we could actually see totals uh, around 200 millimetres through the north and the northeast. So we have issued a number of warnings, a flood watch. The amount of moisture across the state uh, at the moment, it, it's incredible. It's uh, what you would normally see in somewhere like Queensland. We're seeing those northerly winds uh, across the state at the moment bringing that moisture down. South Australian and southern New South Wales areas are also in the firing line for major weather events. Authorities say a 31-year-old man from Victoria's Outer West no longer poses a threat to the community. Victorian police arrested the man who is now in questioning for the stabbing attacks of three people and a possible fourth. The man is up against 15 charges, including 14 related with assault and one charge of possessing a control weapon. He is currently being held at Prayan Police Station from where he is set to be transferred to the Melbourne Magistrates Court to face a hearing today, January 8th. Detective Senior Sergeant Andrew Eris from the Crime Investigation Unit says the victims had no link to one another in what he described as a series of cowardly attacks. We believe that uh, the victims that were uh, randomly attacked on this particular occasion are people that were just going about their own business 
and have been uh, cowardly attacked by this particular male. And it's just another example of um, the issue that we've got in the community at the moment with edge weapons. A man has been charged with murder after a fatal house fire in Tasmania. Police and emergency services were called to Sanders Street in northern suburb of Glenarchy on Friday after reports of a house was on fire and a body was found inside the residence. A 40-year-old Newton, uh, Newtown man was taken into custody on Friday afternoon and formally charged with murder on Sunday night. He will appear before Hobart Magistrates Court today, Monday. Police are still appealing for information or CCT footage from anyone who lives in the vicinity. More Australian Defence Force personnel are set to leave for the United Kingdom to help train members of the Ukrainian military. Nearly 100 ADF members will be flying out as part of the latest round of military assistance under the expanding Operation Kudu. Acting Defence Minister Matt Thistlewaite says the ADF is performing an important role in supporting Ukraine's fight against Russia's invasion. Mr Thistlewaite told ABC News Breakfast that This will bring a total number of Australian troops involved in training to 370. Australia's been one of the largest non-NATO contributors and that that contribution and that support will continue to make sure that Ukraine can defend itself and that its sovereignty is upheld. Since January 2023, Australian soldiers have trained over 12,000 Ukrainian 1,200 Ukrainian troops alongside soldiers from Canada, New Zealand, Romania, Norway and Sweden. The Australian government has defended its decision to not send warships to the Red Sea and says Australia is making its contribution but must focus on its own maritime priorities. Following a series of attacks on commercial shipping vessels by Houthi militants in the Red Sea, Australia rejected the US request to send a warship to the region and instead sent troops to assist US operations. Acting Defence Minister Matt Thistlewaite told ABC News Breakfast that Australia will be tripling the contingent of Australian troops in the Red Sea, but that focus remains on our region. And as I said, our our priority is our region, two-thirds of Australia's uh, shipping and imports and exports to our country come through the Asia-Pacific. And that's why the government sees the freedom of navigation exercises that we're undertaking in particularly the South China Sea is fundamentally important to protecting those sea lanes for Australian industry. New South Wales police have intercepted the export of nine packages containing 59 live reptiles on their way to Hong Kong. Police say the interception foiled a criminal syndicate's plan to export over $1 million worth of Australian native reptiles. The interception was part of a strike force, Wairada, established in September 2023 to investigate illegal native animal exports. Police allege the reptiles were being exported to Hong Kong for profit and say each lizard fetch around $5,000 on average. 
Almost 260 reptiles have been found since the beginning of the operation. Each is then examined by veterinarians at a wildlife park and zoo before being released back into the wild. Researchers from the University of Adelaide and the University of South Australia say that a single glass wine bottle generates 1.25 kilograms of carbon dioxide. The research has found that wine bottle production and transport make up over two-thirds of the industry's carbon output. Lead researcher Job Mesidis says winemaking is actually fairly eco-friendly, but the significant energy and heat was produced by the furnaces used in the process. The research also suggests that heavy and inefficient shape of bottles means they take up more space in transportation. To tackle this, the research suggests turning alternative packaging for wine, arguing that despite the reputation of box wine or cask wine, it actually has no negative impact on taste and improves shelf life for wine. National leader... David Littleproud is calling on the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission to launch a probe into cost of fruit and vegetables. Mr Littleproud says supermarket giants are failing to pay farmers fairly whilst making record profits and wants them to be subject of consumer watchdog inquiry. A spokesperson for Woolworth says the price of fruit and vegetables in stores was determined by what was paid to farmers and assures that the producers received a fair amount. Recent surveys of workers at the peak vegetable body, Ozveg, found that over 30% of growers were considering leaving the industry next year. In sport... The Matildas captain, Sam Kerr, will almost certainly be ruled out of playing at the Paris 2024 Olympics after the Stars suffer um, an ACL injury during the training camp in Morocco. Matildas manager, Tony Gustafson, says the injury is devastating considering how hard she has worked to return to play. The injury has already ruled her out of the second half of the Chelsea's WSL and European Champions League campaigns, as well as Australia's AFC Women's Olympic Qualifiers Round 3 next month. Kerr is the leading women's player to have suffered an ACL injury, which officials say is rarely recovered within nine months of rehabilitation. And now a look at today's weather, Monday 8th of January. Broome is sunny at 36, Perth is much the same at 35, Adelaide is a possible morning shower at 24, Melbourne is rain, possible storms at 22. Hobart is rain at 19. Albury-Wodonga is rain, possible storm at 27. Canberra is possible storm, heavy falls at 24. Wollongong is rain at 26. Sydney is increasing rain at 29. Newcastle, increasing showers at 29. Brisbane, a shower or two at 30. Townsville, much the same at 33. Cairns, possible shower at 32. Alice Springs is partly cloudy at 33. Darwin is having a shower or two, possible storm at 33. And the Torres Straits are facing showers 
at 32.